Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. What a joy we have to be counted amongst the living. We thank God for a wonderful Easter holiday for preserving us and sparing us for divine escapes for exemptions beloved but for the Lord we will not be alive when we parted company last Thursday up to now just consider many who have not even made it to see a day like this we are grateful to him we are thankful for the miracles for the behind the scenes interventions for the fights and for his faithfulness for us beloved he is forever faithful I want to thank you all you wonderful partners for this daily fellowship that we share in God's word. Last Sunday was Resurrection Sunday. The Christians all over the world celebrated the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ over death over curse over sickness and over poverty and that we who are in him we share in the same triumph. Beloved, as a matter of fact, every Christian has been born into a victorious family of God. Because when we come into Christ, we come into one who has defeated our enemy our enemy the devil has been defeated and that is the message of resurrection it is a message of victory it's a message of triumph First, 
our enemy was defeated in heaven and was cast down to the earth. Then our Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven to defeat the devil after his death on Calvary to redeem us from the hands of this wicked person. So, when we move into the book of Ephesians chapter 1, Paul gives us an insight into what took place on Calvary. In his letter to the Christians at Ephesus, verse 19 of chapter 1 of Ephesians, he says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. He goes on to say in verse 21, Now Jesus is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And he says that God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. In the last verse, verse of that chapter, that is verse 23, it says, And the church is his body, that is the body of Christ. The church is his body. He is the head. The church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. So the body without the head is incomplete. So Christ as the head comes on the, the body to make the body complete. So when we go to chapter 2 of the same Ephesians, the verse 6, Paul says, in the same token of the revelation, so in Ephesians 1, we see that the power of God that is the power of resurrection, was that which raised Jesus from the dead and made him to be seated 
on his right hand, far above all principalities and powers and rulers and dominions and everything. But the story doesn't end there. When we come to chapter 2, Paul, in the same vein of revelation to the church, says, For he raised us, we who are the body of Christ. So one, he has raised Jesus. And two, he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Because Jesus as the head is upon the body, when he died, we died. When the power of resurrection raised him from the dead, we were also raised from the dead along with Christ. And the Bible says that we are seated together with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So the question is, is this a physical position? Are we seated? Like physically. You and I know that it's that is not right. We are here. He is in heaven. So why would the Bible say we are seated together? When someone is in heaven, we can appreciate. But we are on earth. So how can we logically be seated together with someone who is not here? And the revelation is that the seating is a positioning. It's a positioning. It's like you have the same rank with someone. You share the same rank, the same benefit, the same privileges, the same authority with someone. That is what it means. It's not a physical, you know, uh, positioning. But it's a positioning of power. It's a positioning of power. So the Bible says that Jesus is our high priest. And because he has delegated his power unto us, when we say in the name of Jesus, it is the same as Christ was on earth declaring it himself. Because we are acting in the authority that has been given unto us. So we can exercise that power 
under that authority. Beloved, we cannot exercise power without authority. Authority means we have been authorized. We have been given the permission to exercise. And so therefore, if you are not in a military uniform, you cannot exercise certain powers because certain authority has not been conferred on you. And that's exactly the same meaning that the Bible or Paul wants to give to us. So yes, we, ju- we danced, we jumped, we celebrated, we wore white, we waved handkerchiefs, and we rejoiced at his resurrection. But what does it really mean to us to live a resurrected Christian life? It is for us to walk in that understanding. And that is why Paul says, I pray that God will grant you the wisdom and the revelation to understand this. It takes wisdom and revelation to understand that resurrection has conferred on us victory and we need to walk in that victory. We need to appropriate that victory. We need to manifest that victory. We need to show forth our victory. And by the grace of God, I believe the Lord will grant us some further revelations to delve into this message in the course of the week. Beloved, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Almighty God, lift the light of his countenance upon your lives and grant you his peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, abide with us now and forevermore. Amen.